0: And she came in there and uh, automatically started cussing at me, you know, accusing me of things, blaming me of things that I wasn't even guilty of. And she turned and staggered out, and I remember I'd had enough. I'd had enough. And I picked that bar up, and I, I she was in the hallway, and I came behind her, and it was dark, the lights were out. And I remember I read back, and I was I was going to hit her with everything I had because of all the, the, the
1: hurt, the anger. Say good day. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. Today we'll hear more from Jimmy Murphy Jr., a Choctaw from Oklahoma, as he shares his journey from bondage to freedom in Christ. My mother, she
0: had a she had a hot temper, and I found out later in my own life hot temper, bad temper, and alcohol, they don't mix. And so that would be the hollering in, in the middle of the night, the screaming, the, the cursing, the breaking of glass, and so forth. I can remember one, one evening, I guess I might have been ten. Uh, I was, I was sitting in, we were in a part, we lived in a little apartment there in Dallas, and I was watching television one morning, and my mother had come in the night before, she, she was sleeping, she had a hangover and was sleeping off the drunk, and I remember my dad, I don't know where he'd been, he'd been out somewhere, uh, maybe to the supermarket or somewhere, but he'd come in and, uh, so he went into the bedroom just to check on her. My dad was, uh, and still is, always been a loving a father. He's been a good example, a good Christian man. And, and even though she did him wrong a lot, he always loved her and, and looked out for her. And, and it was, he was in there looking out after her. He went in there to check on her and make sure she was okay. And I remember. As I watched the television, as a little boy watching, you know, children's shows, cartoons and, and things like that, I can remember I, hear, I heard the organ start. And, you know, being used to it, uh, I just blotted it out and kept watching television until she directed her voice to me. And from where I was sitting, she was behind me. The bedroom was behind me with the door open, and I was in uh, a straight line between her and the television so my back was turned. and she directed her comments to me and she said, in you, I can remember her very clearly. She said, in you, I wish I'd have never had you. And then she said some more, called me some, some certain, uh, words I won't repeat, but, you know, as a little boy, you know, I wasn't doing anything wrong, just watching cartoons and I didn't deserve that. I didn't deserve to be cussed at and I didn't deserve to, uh, one woman in my entire life that i that i loved more than anybody you know to be talked to like that and i remember i turned around and looked at her and made eye contact with her because i couldn't i couldn't believe what she was saying and she she was staring right at me she said i wished i'd have never had you yeah and all i can remember is getting up and and i just took off running to the front door and uh, i made it outside and here come my dad and 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 I, I was so hurt. And I was hurt deep. Uh, and I was crying and uncontrollable. I, I was crying like, like I'd lost someone. And my dad come out and I was going to keep running is what, what I was going to do. And I remember him saying it real calm. He said, stop. And I stopped and turned around and looked at him and, and all I could do was, it was, it was hold him and, and he held me. And I remember out there on the sidewalk in broad daylight just crying, you know, like a little baby. And, and asking him, you know, I was, I was more than crying, I was weeping. Uh, a sorrowful type of weep, uh, like a person that didn't have hope anymore. I just cried and, and asked him, Daddy, why did she say that? Why did she, why did she say that to me? And I said, Daddy, I didn't do nothing. And he said, son, she didn't mean it. She's just, she's just been drinking and she loves you. You mean more to her than anything. But when people are like that, in that condition, they say things they don't mean. You know, they just, they did, when they're angry and in that, in that state of mind. We well, you know, it was that point I can remember that day things changed between my mother and I. I still loved her, still do, but there was something between us now. And over time it turned into resentment, turned into bitterness, uh, turned to anger, and even at one point in my life, it turned to hatred. But you know, I adjusted like little kids will. I, I adjusted, and but after that, uh, I didn't always look for her like I used to. I didn't always miss her as much as I did, and I didn't talk to her like I used to. And I remember going through life like that and growing up. And, of course, more things happened. Matter of fact, a lot of things happened. Uh, when you live in a home where there's alcohol, there's always going to be something going on. And I think I grew, I guess it was about 14, 15. My mom and dad, I, you know, by this time i had grown tired of it. And like I said, I was a little older and I understood a little bit more. And I was a little stronger in my, my Christian life. Uh a little bit more mature, uh, even in that area, knew a little bit more about the scriptures and Bible, and, but I had just grown tired of the way the lifestyle that my mother was living and how it affected me and my, my my dad. But my dad always stayed with her; he always took care of her when she called needing a ride late at night. He always went after her, and it got to a point I didn't want to go anymore. I'd stay home, I, I, and honestly. And I'm, I'm just speaking from the heart. But at that point in my life, I, I didn't care if she came back. I, I got to a point, I kind of wish she just stayed wherever she was at. He even came to a point where I asked my dad, dad, why do you stay with her? Why do you put up with that? And I can remember him looking at me in that calm voice that, that my dad has and said, son, that's, that's your mother. And that's my wife. And I love her. And no matter how wrong she is, uh, that's still your mother. And he left it at that. And, and of course, I thought about that. And I I realized that and I knew that. But still yet, all the hurt and the things that I'd seen, uh, it just, that was too much for me. I was about, I guess, 15 years old. And, again, I was in my room. And it was about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, middle of the night anyway. Dad was in his bedroom and she'd come in. She came in mad. She came in, came in arguing, came in cursing, and, uh, went in there and just automatically went to dad and took it out on him. And uh, she came to my room after she left with him, and, and I was awake by this time. You know, I, I had been awakened by the the hollering and cursing. And I just turned my stereo on. You know, I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear the, the fighting anymore. I was I was tired of it. I remember I used to have this steel uh, bar. It was kind of heavy and I'd wrapped it in tape, made it a little heavier. And at that time, uh, you know, I, I, I've been always been athletic you know, as, a, as a young boy. and So I'd uh, use that kind of to lift weights. That was kind of a makeshift uh, barbell, if you will, for me. And I'd use it to lift weights and it was, it was pretty heavy. Uh, and I remember I'd had it in my room and she came in there and uh, automatically started cussing at me. Accusing me of things, blaming me of things that I wasn't even guilty of, and she turned and staggered out. And I remember I'd had enough. I'd had enough. And I picked that bar up, and I, I she was in the hallway, and I came behind her, and it was dark. The lights were out. And I remember I read it back, and I was I was gonna hit her with everything I had, cause of all the 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 hurt and anger and just just everything that had boiled up uh, in me. I was I was I was going to release and it, let it go and 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 now this was a woman that I loved but I it was just too much for me and I can remember as I reared back and got ready to go forward my, I felt something grab the you know stop it was a force that stopped me and I turned around it was my dad he he'd got up and I guess he heard me come out too come out my my room but he grabbed that bar and I just looked at him and I went back in my room. I was mad. I was angry. I was hurt. And at the same time, though, he didn't say anything to me. But in the way he looked at me, I knew. I knew that, that, that I needed just to go back to my room. And I knew I was wrong. And my dad just kept the barn. He turned around. And my mother never knew. To this day, she doesn't even know that happened. She staggered back into the living room. And, and I, I don't know. I guess she passed out. But. I just went back into my room and and laid there and cried, cried because I was I was still angry and bitter, cried because because I was ashamed of what I had almost done. Finally, I I went to sleep and I woke up the next morning and and she was gone again. And I can remember Dad was outside washing the car, and I walked outside and I had made me something to drink and I'd walked outside and. I remember he wouldn't say anything to me and that hurt. I knew he was disappointed because he'd raised me better than that. He taught me cr- Christian values and, and, but because of all the hurt and, and my rationalization, I thought that at that point or at that moment, I guess, I thought that that was the only thing to do or, or I don't know. Actually, I don't know what I was thinking, but I remember he wouldn't say anything to me though. And, and I asked him if I could help. He just kept washing the car. And so I stood there for a minute and, and actually probably several minutes. Finally, I just turned around and was going to walk back in the house. And then he said, again, at this point in my life, it, it, he'd said it before, but he said it again. Son, that's your mother. Don't do anything that you're going to regret. And I, and I remember telling him, Dad, I, uh, I'm i sorry, but I'm hurting. And I'm tired of it. I didn't know what else to do. And that was all that was basically said between us at that time. And, uh, eventually, well, not too long after that, she, she got her own place. They separated. And, uh, I can remember, uh, I was in one way I was relieved and another way I was sad because that's not what I wanted. I wanted us to be happy. I wanted us to be a family, but the alcohol had just had her so bad that it didn't. Uh, it wasn't turning out that way and i'd been a good you know i'd made good grades uh, up to this point a's and b's and I always went to school and just like i liked school you know liked my friends and but during that time i, I began to lose my enthusiasm about school and uh, my grades fell i started skipping classes and then started skipping school and i didn't realize it at the time but it was the effects of that lifestyle, it was the effects of the alcohol and, but I, uh all my friends, you know, they they uh kind of had the same lifestyle I had, had something going on in their life. But they were all, back then, they all smoked marijuana and uh, drank beer and tried to get me to do it. But I, I never would. I always told myself, I'm not going to, I've seen what it did. Uh, I didn't, I just had, made, at that point, I just thought my mind was made up about alcohol and marijuana and weed. And, different drugs. I would. I, I just wouldn't do it. I was the only one out of my friends that wouldn't do it. But uh, eventually, one thing led to another. Uh, I started drinking. Something I said I'd never do, I started drinking.
1: It's heartbreaking to hear the pain that alcohol inflicts on families. And it sounds like the cycle is about to continue. But I promise you this, this is not how the story ends. And if this is hitting close to home for you, it doesn't have to be how your story ends either. Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light." Are you willing to humble yourself and come to Jesus? He will rescue you and give you a new life if you will turn to Him. Would you like to know more? Write to us at The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. That's P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. You can also find us online at withoutreservation.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's more to Jimmy's story, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.